With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. We sure are. Man, what an incredible weekend. Baseball weekend. Hoop weekend. Racing weekend. Do you guys see Jimmy Johnson's racing Indy cars? Anybody see that? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, not the Hall of Fame NFL coach, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, the legendary racer, Jimmy NASCAR racer. Yeah, yeah. Discover matches all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted 99% of the places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. 
Okay, according to Albert Breer, teams think the Falcons are going to hold on to their fourth pick and use it to select Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. One, this is a source says this, the asking price for a team to get up to four is high and you'd expect it to be after what the Dolphins got for the third pick. Two, it's been pointed out by a few people that Matt Ryan's contract restructure makes it more difficult for the Falcons to move on from him, not just this year, but next year too. And if they were looking to set up a quarterback transition, they'd be more likely to take their cap medicine now. So that's what we're kind of working with and trying to figure out what two is. The problem with trying to figure out, excuse me, what four is. The problem with four is we can't figure out what three is. What three is. According to Woody Page of the Denver Gazette, the Broncos have called the Atlanta Falcons about a potential trade. Page also reports the Broncos general manager, George Patton, has a mile-high regard for Justin Fields out of Ohio State and Trey Lance out of North Dakota, that his club is considering both prospects. This is what Daniel Jeremiah, Move the Sticks podcast, NFL Draft Network analyst, had to say about the number four pick when he joined us last week. I just, when I, when I look at Atlanta, though, they can trade out, they can take a quarterback, or they could take a, you know, another position. To me, I, I, I would not take another position. The value of that pick is to get your future quarterback, or the value of that pick is to cash it in and trade out. As much as I love Kyle Pitts, and, and he is a special, special player, I think that the, the value there is, is quarterback one way or the other. Either you take one or you get a hole to get out. It sounds reasonable, and that's why right now when you are the linchpin at that fourth spot, in all honesty, you can field calls and throw out high numbers up until the third pick is made. And after the third pick is made, you have however many minutes or a lot of between the third and the fourth pick to, to get people right. Like right now, what, what, what is the energy to make somebody overpay for the fourth pick? when We don't know who the third pick will be, but we also look at this in the, well, you know, there's just the Broncos. I didn't say just the Broncos. We don't know who else is on the market. It feels like the Washington football team isn't willing to move up. Right. And so what, what, what DJ is saying is accurate in that, um, you know, in, in, in the real world, if you have a comp, right, the third pick is worth X. So the fourth pick is worth X minus one. That's in the real world of calculations and trying to figure out comparable values. The problem becomes that after you after you get past, you know, San Francisco 49ers, like who else is so in such desperate, dire need of a quarterback that they would skip a bunch of steps and try and trade up to get number one, number four, especially considering we don't know who's still on the board at number four. So there's several different factors that go into it. It's not just that it's the fourth pick in the draft. It's that it's the fourth pick in the draft. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the fourth pick in the draft in a draft where we don't know what's going number three, but number four could squarely, uh, obviously, be a, you know, be a quarterback. We don't know if Justin Fields is available. We don't know if Trey Lance is available. So I think what the Falcons are doing is really smart. Do I think they want Kyle Pitts? Yeah. I think if it was up to them, they would do both. Hey, let's try and trade down and still get Kyle Pitts. That's their dream scenario. If they can do that, then it's a deal worth doing. Or can we can we do it in such a way in which we have so many picks 
that you overpay. You're only going to get somebody to overpay once we know who's off the board at three. Because if somebody falls in love with Justin Fields and Fields is off the board at three, well, now all of a sudden we have a, we have a problem on our hands. But between Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith and Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, Micah Parsons, Patrick Sertain the second, there is going to be a really good player taken at four or at five. Uh, but if you look at the first round, you had the Falcons at four, the Bengals are at five, and the Bengals do not need a quarterback. They don't. The Dolphins, we don't think, need or want a quarterback as they traded back to six, and I'm sure they would love to get Kyle Pitts. Therein lies the biggest issue with the Broncos. If the Broncos trade with them and move up from nine to four, you're going to miss on, on a superstar, a potentially superstar, impactful tight end. So, but, but who else would, and to defend the Broncos, who else is going to move up? Not the Panthers. They just traded for Sam Darnold. Not the Lions. They just uh, traded for, uh, what's his name from the, from the Raiders, Jared Goff. Doesn't feel like the Dolphins. Not going to be the Bengals. Not going to be the Chargers. I don't think it's the Eagles, but who knows? The Eagles have done this before where they move around and eventually they move up to get their guy if they think their guy is still available. It won't be the Vikings. It could be the Patriots. But they've never moved up that high, and they've never selected a quarterback this high in the first round of the draft. So there are some options out there. And if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I put out just this sort of story. Hey, you know, look, we traded, but we're going to need a Pirates bounty. And and, And if you don't want to pay it for us, that's fine. We're okay with taking Kyle Pitts. And the truth is that over the past two years, the first non-quarterback taken has been as or more in fact, uh, impactful than the quarterbacks taken, first quarterback taken. That's just the reality of it. What would I do if I was Atlanta? Nothing. Exactly what they're doing right now. Because time is on your side. You got to have all your ducks in a row in, 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 if, if you have to select at number four. And then you got to have all your ducks in a row if for some reason, um, somebody wants to trade up for you and know who you want to get and where you want to get them and how far you're willing to trade down the line. You know, of course the Falcons need another weapon. You got an aging quarterback who doesn't throw the, doesn't push the ball steadily downfield. It's very reasonable to think, hey, we need another dude. Completely and totally reasonable. On the other hand, and this is important, on the other hand, is it really worth passing on a quarterback for? And that part is probably a no. It's probably not worth passing on a quarterback for. So, if you but but if you don't need a quarterback and a quarterback uh, is still available, then you have to be willing to trade. But you got to hold firm on whatever your value is for that quarterback. And if it seems like it's too high right now, it may be. It possibly could be. But the, the, the truth is, the reality of it is that it's not. It's not that high. It's not that crazy a value. It just isn't. And you can and absolutely should make that move if you're Atlanta, but only make it if, one, you get proper value, and two, you can get somebody to help your quarterback or somebody to really help your team. 
And when you start to get to the third or fourth best wide receiver, you start to get past the, the top tight end. You start to get past the top, top offensive lineman. When you start to, to make excuses for, wow, we took this guy because he was there. Now, all of a sudden, you give away the prime. They're in position right now to take the first non-quarterback, which means the best all-around player potentially in the draft. Potentially, they have the chance. Doesn't mean it can't be screwed up, but you just have to evaluate where you are. And also because they're saying they're not trading him now does not mean they're not trading him forever. It just means they're not trading him now. That's really what it comes down to. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Discover Match, all the cash back you earn at the end of your credit card, uh, your credit card's first year. 
It's amazing because Discover's accept 99% of the place in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Um, I was, I went to a, actually my daughter, I was invited to a friend's house and I got there and her dad's like, hey, I'm having people over, you know, um, you, you want to join us? And I was like, eh, I got some basketball stuff to do with my son. We'll come back. So we came back a couple hours later. And he's like, look, I just grilled out a bunch of tacos. We're having some drinks. And my son knew his daughter, his younger daughters, the older one of my daughter. They're all hanging out and playing and doing whatever. So interestingly enough, um, there was one of the guys there. We were making, I wasn't making fun of him. The owner of the home was saying, you know, his last name's Kelly. His uh, ex-wife's name is Kelly Kelly. And we thought that was hilarious. And I said, that's like Julia, that's like better than Julia Gulia. Right? So when I say Julia Gulia, uh, Ramos, do you know what movie that's from? Do you? Julia Gulia doesn't ring a bell for me. Gavin, you? No idea. I'm not even going to ask. Yeah, no, you mind. should. You do? Wow. You're a wedding singer. Wow. Yes, Absolutely. Wait, what? Fire. Hold hold up. Fire. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Gulia. Yeah, Glenn Gulia. He's getting married to Julia. Julia Gulia. That's really funny. Right? Fire. So you that that movie, you know. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. I said Julia Gulia and it was like crickets. <laughs> Wedding singer, Adam oh. Sandler. Wedding singer, Adam Sandler. Good movie, anyway, too. yeah, there you go. So uh, I love I love movie references. I mean, I think everybody. It's one of the oh. reasons Simmons. I think you know nailed the hey we all like movie references. And one of the things that he did that was powerful in his writing, um, and still does, is those old movie references that many of us can can get or catch up to or kind of figure out. Right? Julia Gooley is a perfect I, example of that. I just want to make one point before you move on. Yeah. The part where Glenn Gulia drives up. Uh, and is about to pick her up from the club when she is, you know, so drunk. And the Miami Vice theme is just blaring. Like, as soon as the doors open, it's I, I laugh every single time. It yep. is it, it is magnificent. DeLorean, yeah, I, I think he's driving a DeLorean. So, yeah, it was he is great. driving a DeLorean. That's great, right? He's like, he was all 80s out. And yes. It was, it, was the, it was the late <laughs> 90s sort of, sort of thing, right? It, and and Sailor used to do that a lot, and I I haven't watched any of his movies recently because, with the exception of the one about comedians, which is really funny people, which is really dark, very very dark. Most of his movies are this. He just like let's just get our buddies together and have some terrible script and make fun of each other, and we'll, and enough people will go see it that he makes money and he keeps doing the same thing over and over again, right? But his his movies back then, like Billy Madison, when he pulls up in the I think it was a Trans Am. And he's playing uh, um, Stroke Man, Stroke Man. You, you, you know, do you guys know the song, scene I'm talking about? Anyway, he pull, pulls up like to high school because he's working his way back up through high school. Anyway, those old 80s scenes, they make me laugh the exact same way, Buyer. Okay, so here's one. Do you remember, Ramos, do you, have, do you remember this line? I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. You remember that? Do you remember what that line's from? What about you, Byer? Ah, Anything? no. Is we ain't gonna Eddie fall off no banana in the tail. I know what it's from, but I th- oh. I didn't know if you were asking me. I'm sorry. No, no, I was. I, I meant to ask Byer. I think okay, I yeah, that. no, I don't. I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. Who does that sound like? The, the, the I movie? thought it was Eddie Murphy. It is Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You're correct. It is Eddie Murphy. 
Do you remember Beverly Hills Cop? It's it was a long time ago. Oh yeah, Beverly yeah. Hills Cop was a long time ago. And he's like, we ain't gonna fall for no banana tailpipe. Remember last time we fell for the banana tailpipe? Anyway, I feel like Knicks fans are gonna fall for the banana tailpipe, right? It, the, the banana tailpipe references, you're gonna fall for the same joke over and over and over again. The same thing over. It's like the it's like the little kid that falls for the. Uh, you got something on your shirt? I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna look. I look. Whoop! You know, right? And you. You, you, you kind of flick them with your finger. Right? It's, a, it's like the oldest joke in the book thing. Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans came to New York last night. So after the game, he had, his, uh, he had some interviews. Keep in mind the Knicks, who are kind of a breakthrough this year, right? And Julius Randle was like a little brother-in-law ball. Zion Williamson was great, 34-9, five assists. Julius Randle was 33-10 assists, five rebounds. I mean, it was a good matchup of left-handed power forwards. Anyway, this was Zion after the game. I'm glad you asked that, actually. Uh, New York is the mecca of basketball. I love playing. I love playing here. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, honestly, I think outside of New Orleans, obviously, I think this might be my favorite place to play outside of New Orleans. I can't even lie to you. I can't even lie to you. It might be my favorite place to play. So, of course, of course Knicks fans are going to lose their collective minds. Oh, as soon as he becomes a free agent, let's, he'll refuse to play for the Pelicans next year and he's going to come play for us. Does that feel, fall for the, that, that feel like falling for the banana tailpipe? And, and keep in mind, he's having one of those seasons where you're like, you know all that potential we said that he has? Zion Williamson is averaging 27 a game, seven rebounds a game, four assists a game. Um, and his PER is at uh, 27.59, far and away the best uh, PER of anybody. And, you know, Brandon Ingram is making all that money, and Zion Williamson is kind of unguardable, even though he doesn't have a jump shot yet. And the idea is once he starts to lose some of that incredible athleticism, he'll back it up with a great jump shot, and he continues to have a great all-around game. He can defend all five positions, yada, yada, yada. And he'll be the next Knicks next star. And, you know, here the Knicks are. They're building something nice for the future. And there's no way. I haven't listened to New York radio. I can in my car. I haven't listened to it, but I guarantee that's all they're talking. The Yankees suck. And when is Zion Williamson coming to town? Listen, let me just explain something to you. Everybody likes visiting New York. Everybody likes playing in New York. Living in New York is completely different. Completely different. Tomorrow I have a podcast dropping. David Fisdale joined me. Did we go two hours? How long did we go, Gavin? We went a long time. I think we're going to have to do uh, it. close to two and a half. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to have to do probably a three-part podcast. Out of it. It's incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. We didn't even get to much of the Knicks stuff. Um, but it's, it's the same idea. It's like everybody, you know, you go somewhere on vacation, like this place is awesome. Awesome. What was it like to play in the garden? It was great. Okay, now... What if you had to do it all the time? You know, like, well, that crosstown trap. If you're going to live on the island, it's crazy expensive. Taxes are crazy high. And, oh, yeah, by the way, traffic is nuts. And he'll, by that time, he'll be making so much money, it won't matter in terms of cost of living, I would guess. But still, it's like, it's one of those things where you're like, hey, it's awesome to visit. Okay, listen, what if I told you you're going to go from, in New Orleans, a really nice you know, condo downtown overlooking the water is 
a million dollars to same condo, you know, on the on the west side overlooking the water and it's eight million dollars and you're paying twice as much in taxes and the traffic is crazy and everything you eat is ridiculously expensive. Like, have you ever been out to one of these meals? And I, I'm listen, I live in Southern California. It's 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 similar, only you don't have to live where it's most expensive. Most people do, and it's crazy expensive there as well. I'd say the difference is, like, you you can explain it to yourself because, one, the Lakers always seem to figure it out and win like they did last year, and, two, the weather's generally great, whereas in New York there's a couple weeks in the summer and a couple weeks in the winter where you're like, it's uninhabitable. But this, I love playing here. It's my favorite or second favorite place to play and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's great. Every, just remember, when asked the question, everybody says they love playing New York. Do you want to live in New York? Hold on. A little different. A little different. So I just, I feel like we know Knicks fans are going to fall for the old banana in the tailpipe, which is the, oh, do you, do you hear Zion? You know, Kobe said this was his favorite place to play. LeBron said this is his favorite place to play. Michael Jordan said this is his favorite place to play. They did. Did you notice that none of the three actually played in New York? Do you notice that? They've all said it. None of them have played there. And Kobe almost left LA, you know, for one to four straight. And then he is a free agent a couple of times over. He could have forced his way out. LeBron obviously has had plenty of opportunities to choose playing for the Knicks. Even, even Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, right? Like they were free agents, could have gone where they want. They signed in New York, in Brooklyn. Just different, man. Just different. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. 
It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Uh, let's catch up with Joe Banner, of course, former executive with the Eagles, with the Browns, with the Falcons. All three teams are interesting. Eagles, story last week. Falcons, they're number four on the clock as of now. And the Browns, who, of course, signed Jadeveon Clowney, he joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Joe, let, let, let's start with the San Francisco 49ers. You know, everything in this world is about fit, right? Like, you have to find somewhere you fit. Um, is the fit good enough for Mac Jones to overcome what some people believe is a low, a much lower ceiling than some of the other quarterbacks who might be available at three? Yeah, so my answer is yes, uh, which is a projection of what I think they're thinking as opposed to what my opinion is. Um, I had the chance to overlap with uh, Kyle in Cleveland. I actually hired him there and then was part of the search that also led to his hiring Atlanta. So I know him reasonably well as a person, very well as a coach. And he is somebody that puts a tremendous amount of emphasis on IQ and the ability to execute what he's designing. Uh, in that sense, you could see why if we focus on fit, you know, people would instinctively, you know, think of Mac Jones when you get to that spot. But to me, there's a lot more talented players available at that spot. And it's not what I would do, but I won't be shocked if it's what they do. Okay, uh, then you look at four, and you look at the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan, too much money to move him, even with the restructured deal over the next two years. They need some offensive line help. You got Kyle Pitts, who's like an otherworldly athletic figure out there. You could trade down. There's a lot of things you could do. If you're in that boardroom, and you've been in that boardroom in Atlanta, what would you advise them on? Yeah, I mean, this, is, this one for me is easy. I'm trading back just because of where they are now. I mean... One of the lessons I learned in the years in the NFL was uh, believe words. I mean, believe actions over the words. And uh, it's, it's easy to uh, make things up and mislead uh, with words, but not so easy with actions. When the Falcons restructured this contract just a month and a half ago, uh, they made it really clear that they're planning on keeping Matt Ryan, and they're happy about keeping Matt Ryan as their lead quarterback for at least the next few years. And I really don't see how at four they could – 
take somebody knowing that he can't play for years. They'd have to just be over the moon excited about the guy. And they should have known that six weeks ago, and they restructured the contract if they're really that excited about the guy. So I'll be shocked if it's not a trade down. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so Trey Lance, Justin Fields, uh, compare and contrast. Yeah, so I am, uh, I guess, alone and at risk if anybody remembers. But I'm a, I'm a huge Trey Lance fan. I, I really am surprised he hasn't consumed a lot more of the conversation. I understand the inexperience and people are like, well, he's not going to be ready for a while. But the truth is, most quarterbacks aren't bringing their teams to really high levels for two to three years anyway. He's not going to need more than that. If he does, he was the wrong pick. But, boy, he's, he's, uh, he, he's everything from everything I can tell in the limited tape you can see. I mean, he's, he's aggressive. He's strong. He, he runs like uh, a power-running running back. I think he throws the ball extremely well, and I've heard some questions on the accuracy. I don't really see it. I don't think he's the most accurate quarterback we've seen come out in a long time, but I think he's got very good accuracy. So, you know, I, to be honest, if I had the second pick in the draft, I'd probably be taking Trey Lance. Why, why aren't you as high on Zach Wilson as the Jets are and so many who are analysts are? Yeah, you know, I just do it when I when I watch the game. It, for me, listen, this is a, and you were kind of right before I came on talking about this. It's a really key point. Successful evaluations, in my mind, come when you focus on what, in fact, at the particular position you're talking about, truly makes the difference between the players that succeed and fail. And quarterback, ironically, is actually very easy to answer that question. They need to be really smart, and I don't mean IQ smart. I mean football smart, instincts, feel. And they need to be really accurate. And if they're both of those things, uh, they have a really good chance to be very successful. And if they don't have both of those things, they have a real big risk of teasing you. And when I watch like a Trey Lance versus Wilson, I mean, I just I feel like Lance is more accurate and looks to me to be a smarter player. So, you know, we'll know in three years if I'm you know, out here on a limb by myself and happen to be right or uh, seeing something that isn't really there. But, I mean, for me, the two most important qualities when I look at, he he is at least equal, if not better than Wilson, on both of those, in my opinion. Joe Banner joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, one of your other former teams is the Eagles. And last week there was an article in The Athletic which painted the picture of a dysfunctional organization where Doug Peterson didn't feel like he had the backing of the front office. The front office in Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman uh, were kind of tied at the hip. Lurie was involved in a lot of the day-to-day decision-makings, and they were constantly questioning the coaching staff over the the moves that they made. Um, you were in Philadelphia. Is that the picture of the organization that you worked, you worked with? No, it's not, and uh, I don't want to – and I don't know enough to speak to the current situation. And, you know, I actually think a few of the reporters looked into it and wrote those stories are pretty thorough people that try really hard to be accurate. But I can't speak to the current situation at the time. Jeff uh, was very engaged, knowledgeable, and uh, could overwhelm me with how many questions he had. And I actually say that as a positive. Right. I mean, his questions were on target. They were the right things to make sure we weren't making decisions haphazardly or hadn't looked at every detail, or done everything we possibly could to make sure we were making the right decision. So, 
don't, I don't know if that's changed. Obviously, it was me and Andy that were running the organization at the time. He had a lot of confidence in us, so maybe that was different then. But I experienced Jeff in a uh, constructive role as it came to uh, how we operated the football side of the team. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, how hard will it be for an inexperienced head coach? Like, you know, when they had Andy, obviously Andy's kind of, um, I mean, he's a guy who commanded a room and he had a kind of an unbelievable plan. And of course, coming over from his years in, in Green Bay, he knew what he was doing and, and you guys had remarkable success. How difficult will it be for a young, relatively unproven coach to come in and turn that ship around? Now, this is a huge challenge. I think as we look at first-year head coaches, this is one of the bigger challenges out there. We've got, you know, a roster that clearly has some meaningful weaknesses, and some of the better players are are a little bit older. We have a completely unproven quarterback that most of the league did not think would be a successful starting quarterback at the time of the draft. Um, he was one in three in the games that he played, but you know, to be fair about it, he had some good moments, but he also had some moments that you know weren't so good. Um, and he's got to, he didn't uh, bring in as so many young uh, head coaches do some experienced or former head coaches to help him through some of the kind of you know the things you don't know yet. Um, and you know, it is, a, it is a front office that's made some changes, and and uh, you know, I think that they would admit probably have to do a little bit better job on their evaluations they've done over the last few years. So, you know, uh, Nick is going to have to really step up and and. Uh, really rise to the occasion in ways that obviously most of the league wouldn't have predicted or he would have been a hotter candidate, but that doesn't mean he won't be able to do it. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Carolina Panthers uh, seem to be really engaged in the Deshaun Watson thing. That one went away. There's some some talk that, that uh, whether it's Mac Jones or, or one of the other quarterbacks they were interested in will probably be off the board by the time they get to pick at eight. So they instead traded for Sam Darnold picked up his fifth-year option. So it's a, it's a two-year window to see what Sam Darnold has. What do you think of what the Carolina Panthers' current plan is? Well, listen, I, I think they're right to be focused on the position. They clearly didn't have the answer. Um, you know, I was not in the draft and not been a big Sam Darnold backer. So I viewed the level of compensation as kind of, you know what, this is worth a try as opposed to we have really strong conviction about this move, which means, you know, that we should continue to keep an eye on them, whether it's Deshaun Watson, some free agent situation, something that comes up in the draft early or late, uh, where we see them, you know, adding some guys to the mix here that uh, uh, maybe have some upside versus Darnold, who I think was kind of a fallback position for the short term. Uh, Joe Banner, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What about the non-position players? We we don't have the Nick Bosa. We don't have the dominant defensive end that we, we've had kind of in the past two years, really, where you could go, all right, if we don't draft a quarterback, then it, it, it makes some sense to go and draft a, a position player. You have Kyle Pitts who is a remarkable athlete as a six foot six tight end. You got a, a a depth, a dearth of, of wide receivers that have uh, different levels. You have some really athletic linebackers, a position which is is changing and evolving uh, over the years. And then, of course, you have Patrick Sertain the second, who's got great lineage, and he's a cornerback. In terms of evaluating a quarterback versus some of these other non-skill positions like 
um, like Panay Sewell, like, and I know Kyle Pitts is technically a skill position, but you know, we usually don't see a tight end go this high. How do you evaluate that in this year's draft? Well, this would be a challenge for somebody like me because I'm a believer in um, uh, drafting with an emphasis on position priorities, which are really, for me, quarterback and, and lineman. And once you can control the lineman, then you can go build the rest of your team, but you need to be able to do that. And frankly, you really can't do that in this draft. I mean, I actually have a little bit of nervousness about the Oregon tackle. Yeah. And once you get beyond that, and you really want to solve an offensive and defensive line position with a guy, I mean, if you're picking top 10, top 15, you really would like to pick a guy in which you think there's zero chance of a bust. It's just a question, is he pretty good or very good? Right. Um, there's just a couple of guys in this whole draft besides the quarterbacks that you can say that about. One of the reasons, by the way, that going back to what we talked about a minute ago, the Eagles trade with the Dolphins is baffling to me. I mean, you got to weak group of uh, players other than quarterbacks, in my opinion. That doesn't mean there aren't any good players. There are some very good players. But the depth, you know, as, as we get into 10 or 15, isn't what it usually is. And the Eagles managed to pick up a, a, not only a first-round pick, but a trade-up of effectively like 35 spots uh, in return for dropping six spots. Uh, you know, and I'm not sure who the Dolphins, I assume it's a wide receiver, think they're going to get that makes enough of a difference that that's worth it. Uh, or that they're so sure about that they're willing to give up all those uh, picks for. Um, so, I, And I think that's a reflection that at least the Eagles agree with the notion that uh, you implied with the question, and I certainly believe, is that once you get past the quarterbacks, um, at least the obvious guys that are going to become really true difference makers in the NFL aren't there in the quantity that we're used to seeing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very different from other drafts, and you have to adjust – um, your evaluations based upon that, based upon also what you have, uh, based upon also what you have. So, um, okay. L- last thing I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by, by this, uh, Joe Banner joining us former Falcons, Browns, Eagles executives. Jadeveon Clowney was a guy who was a freak of nature coming out. Now he had the microfracture on the knee and he was never as productive as he, at least statistically as one would think goes to Seattle. They, they want to resign him just not at that money. Plays half a season in Tennessee. Doesn't record a sack, but he's not. That's not what he does anymore. Um, do you like the addition to Cleveland at that money? Well, I do because of where they're at. Not because I think Clowney is just what you described, and that's what they should be expecting. He's not near the disruptive force in the passing game that we probably thought. Um, but he affects the passing game. He's very good in the running game, and when he's healthy, he plays hard and can be very disruptive. Now, you put that into the mix of the rest of the defense they have, and uh, really, I think that the, the, the difference that gets them to the point where they're really truly competing with the best teams in the AFC uh, would be a defensive line that made the rest of the defense look well with the pressure it can get, and I think Clowney can really, really impact I I actually think the Browns have had an outstanding offensive season, and I thought that was a very good move. Now, he could go down in the first game and, and be done for the season, so there's obviously some risk. But it, I thought that the reward was, was large enough to be worth the risk that they took there. Joe, always great to catch up with you. Just the, Your knowledge is beyond compare from your time spent in the league and, of course, still studying it. Thanks so much for joining us. Doug, my pleasure. Good luck to you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The aforementioned Amy Dash joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You can follow her on uh, on Twitter, at Amy Dash TV. Uh, before we get to the Super League stuff, which, of course, you've been uh, tweeting about most recently, let's get to the back and forth between Deshaun Watson and his accusers. So um, his his attorney filed an answer to 22 civil lawsuits saying in part that some of the plaintiffs lied about their interactions with Watson, told others they wanted to get money out of him and scrubbed their social media uh, accounts. Uh, Amy, where are we with this, uh, with this, the, the, the litany of cases against the Texan star quarterback? Well, you know, most of the women were required to come out with their identities and they amended their complaints. I think only one dropped out and then another woman added a lawsuit. So I believe we're at 23. But today's bombshell, which is exactly what it was, really casts a lot of doubt on at least some of these women's claims if, in fact, uh, Deshaun Watson's camp can prove what they're saying. And it sounds like they have some text messages and tape recordings and affidavits from witnesses that would really call into question what a lot of these women are saying. And I'm really kind of impressed by the amount of due diligence they've done in such a short time to, uh, like I said, cast doubt on these women. Um, okay. So like there's, there's two parts to it, right? It's if you can, they, you don't have to prove them all to be true. Only one has to be true to kind of bring him down. But if you do prove that, one is lying, then it cast out on all the ones that might not be lying, right? So how, how does how does this work in the law's eyes? Well, if you're talking about in the civil realm, I think the reason why he's now demanding a jury trial is because if he can discredit most or the majority of these women and you only have a couple of people standing, well, then at least he's doing some reputation repair there, that he's not this serial predator that he's been painted to be. Now, in the criminal realm, you're going to have a really hard time bringing any formal charges against a guy like this if there is lack of credibility on the people accusing. So if any of these women, you know, where he has text messages he's claiming or recordings that they were asking for money or saying that they just wanted to get one of them, he said, wanted to get in on the action. Another one, they claim to have a recording of her um, saying things that may classify as blackmail. And then some of them... He's saying he has texts of them asking how he's doing. One of them, he said he wanted to date him. Others willingly massaged him after the alleged incident. If you're looking at it from a perspective, a prosecutor probably wouldn't bring a charge related to one of these women if they're asked, like, for example, if she wants to go on a date with him after she's claiming that he sexually assaulted her. That's not a case that you bring because there's no way you're proving that beyond a reasonable doubt. So the credibility is really critical on the criminal side. And on the civil side, it seems that he has a lot more to gain than lose because he's already publicly been humiliated and and convicted. So what's next? What's next? Well, Mm -hmm. they're going to have, well, it's going to have to go through the legal process. We're going to have to see if a prosecutor is going to bring charges. Um, On the civil side, they're going to be exchanging evidence, which is called discovery. And they will do a deposition, and the women may have to be deposed. And then they're going to be gathering their witnesses and just going through a very slow process unless there's a settlement. But actually, it seems that Deshaun Watson may not want to settle anymore. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think he's past the point of being able to settle, right? Like, the reputation has already been damaged. 
Uh, and if any of these go to any sort of civil trial, then there's no sense in settling any of them, right? I mean, doesn't that make sense? Well, he could settle the ones where he may not have as compelling evidence to discredit the women. And then he may not want to give money over if he feels that the likelihood of him winning in front of a jury would uh, would be higher than the amount that he would have to pay to get rid of some of these claims. So I think it's just it's on a case by case basis. Amy Dash joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. She's our Fox Sports Radio legal analyst. Okay, so they're saying, hey, we got text messages. Hey, we got voice recordings. Will we as the public ever see those or hear those or read those? It's a possibility. It's a possibility. So if this goes the criminal route, most likely, yes, on whatever cases are brought, because that stuff usually becomes public. Um, in the civil realm, they can petition to seal it, um, but if it's leaked, then we would definitely see it. And if it's as damning as it sounds, it is. I think it would actually be to his benefit for the attorneys to release that publicly. Why haven't they already? If they said they have it, why not release it now? That's a good question. I mean, it just may have to do with Rusty Hartner and his, his reputation. He just may not, not want to stoop to the level of Busby where everything plays out in the media. He just might want to go the legal course and do things in a more ethical manner. And also, there's been a lot of sensitivity towards the sexual assault element of this. His camp has repeatedly said that they don't want to, you know, haze or threaten or harass or promote any type of, you know, incite any violence against these women, any threats against these women. So he may just want to do it in a more um, apropos manner. Hmm. But doesn't Rusty Harden play things out in the media as well? I've seen him just take on more of a defensive role. And so he did by releasing these statements and, yes, by getting the, women, the women's names released. So there's a chance that he might release some of these messages and stuff. But um, I think that he just seems more of a traditional route kind of guy. And everything he's done has been more in response to the public pressure to come out with something to defend this guy. Amy Dash joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Any sense of a timeline, right? Like, I know time's still kind of on our side. We don't yet have the NFL draft or whatever. Any sense of a timeline? I don't have it. It's very difficult because it could take weeks or months. Um, if there's not going to be a settlement, this could take months or years on the civil side. On the criminal side, there could be charges tomorrow or it could take another couple months. So it's really hard to tell which route it's going to go. But I know that there's at least five complaints that are pending with the police department right now. Now, after some of this evidence came out, some of those women might go back and decide not to go the criminal route if they feel that you know they're going to have to face all of this public scrutiny and that they don't have a good chance of having charges brought. Amy Dash joining us in the Doug Gottlieb show. All right, let me go to that uh, that soccer thing. How likely is this to go through for uh, these teams to pull out and start their own midweek uh, international league? I think it's highly likely because there is just so much upside. If they come out with a closed entertainment system like American football, they they stand to make way more than the NFL just on broadcasting revenue alone. I mean, the demand right now is for the top teams to play. That's what people want to see. And so if they can all band together, they're going to face a lot of legal challenges. I know they've already come and, and brought, um, they've started the legal process on the Supreme League side, and they went to a court already. What they're probably asking for is declaratory relief to say that all these threats, that they can't be in the World Cup, that the players can't join the domestic leagues anymore, that that's all anti-competitive under European Union law. And that that's yeah. not allowed. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so yeah, that, that's the, that's the big question. There's all these different countries involved. Um, whose, whose purview is it under? Well, they're going to all the different countries and filing legal challenges. 
They're going to UK, Spain, Italy um, to get declaratory relief from all different types of courts. So that's what, that's the complicating thing that's so interesting is there is no one legal court. They're going to be facing legal challenges across many countries. But is there it a must be um, bands together and make some sort of a you know a legislative push? But they can challenge that as well. And, okay, and so there might be differing opinions depending on which country. So, so what happens in the states is like for these, for these universities, for example, right? Like you have to sign and basically give give your rights to the conference, and the conference negotiates, you know, your your TV rights. Is that what these clubs have already done? Have they already signed away their rights? Now they're trying to get them back. Well, the owners have band together, and what's going to happen is they're probably going. To, the players are probably going to have to individually try to terminate their contracts. It's really unclear what kind of support is being lent to the players because I'm hearing that a lot of players didn't even know this was going to happen. And so they're kind of scared because they're caught in the middle because they're being told, well, if you go this route, then you can never play domestic again. You can never play national team again. But it seems that this is all owner-driven. There's a huge investment from J.P. Morgan, apparently, billions of dollars. You have an American investor. You have some American owners. And they are trying to bring an American model to international football. And some of the players just have no clue what's going to happen, and, and they don't know what tomorrow brings. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I, I think the Americanization of it could actually trigger a, even even more kind of backlash, even more pushback. And it'll be fascinating to see what happens. Like, like, look, if the World Cup says, hey, you play in this thing, you can't play in the World Cup, that changes things dramatically, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because what happens if, just, I mean, to play devil's advocate, what if these players decide they want to go to a different team? What if they have a fallout with ownership and they want to go to another team in their country that has completely exiled them because of their joining of the Super League, which wasn't even their decision? And so then where do they go? Is that the end of their football career? I don't know. It is is crazy. Okay, any idea on a timeline or something like that? Well, they said that the Super League is going to start this summer. So they said that they're not delaying at all. They want to go full force. And I think that's why they're going to the courts to get this legal declaration. Because if they get the declaratory relief where some of the courts say, you can't threaten these players, you can't ban these players, and there is some precedent for that, um, and they go there and, and they get that, then at least they can maintain the status quo and they can start the Super League. And then, of course, they're going to have so much money coming in. And once they start striking broadcasting deals, I think they might be able to fight these legal challenges, or maybe there'll be some sort of a settlement where, you know, they'll ha- they'll have to ban forces with the governing leagues like FIFA because what becomes of the other teams? I mean, who's going to watch <laughs> if all the top teams break off? Who's watching the other teams? That's the question. So really, the whole EU model is threatened. Yeah, no, and then of course it it threatens our model here in the states if if college football is probably the most prime example, if the best schools say, Hey, this is a great idea. Well, let's do the same thing. You know, if Alabama says, hey, we'll, we'll leave the sec, Texas says, Hey, we'll leave, we'll leave the big 12. Now there is a submission of rights and that could be a little bit more tricky. Um, cause those rights sometimes are 20 years in advance, but it, it's, it's a fascinating, fascinating case study for the rest of the American sports landscape. Is, is there a chance that this could affect our professional sports? 
I didn't even think of that. And now that you're bringing it up, it's just so fascinating. That's such a great point because when you think about FIFA and you think about the NCAA, they're organizations that have had a lot of controversies over the years. And just the amount of power that they have, but the lack of like legal teeth that they have, um, it makes them prime for a challenge. And so now that FIFA is being challenged and, you know, other governing leagues, it's interesting to see what might happen with the NCAA because, as you can see, there's already been so much mutiny with regard to the name image likeness um, and the legislation across all of the states in the country um, to really try to strip the NCAA of the power that it has. Amy, fascinating stuff. We always always appreciate you joining us. You're an incredible resource to us here at Fox Sports Radio. I encourage people to follow her on Twitter at Amy-TV. Amy, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.